Simon, something we've talked about a little bit on the program is Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter. And when we last spoke about this, it was still pending. And one of the things that you know was a bit uncertain was, and I think he was going to court and Twitter were taking him to court because basically the, the share price of Twitter fell after he'd made his offer and he didn't want to pay it. It looked like he didn't want to pay it. Twitter, you know, and their management and stuff that had agreed to the first offer was saying, no, no, you've got to pay that that price that you offered rather than a price that reflects the fallen share price, which is what happened to various tech stocks sort of just around the time, just after Musk made his offer. So what's happened now, he's, he's, taken, he's taken control, he now owns the company, he paid the full amount, made some changes, he's, he's, he's fired a lot of workers and he's also kicked quite a few people off. Yeah, and, and he's making a real effort to get rid of the bots, so get rid of the fake accounts. Mm-hmm. Another thing that he seems to have done is a lot of these platforms for elevated people on it have a status where they give you a blue tick. Now he's democratised that, so anyone can get a blue tick. You just have to pay, pay $8 a month to get the blue tick. So it's like a subscription service, becomes a subscription service. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's another way I guess he's going to make some money out of the platform. Yep. A good example would be Kanye West, who is saying some pretty out there things and seems to be speaking his mind on a lot of issues. Well, he got kicked off for, I think he said, I want some anti-Semitic stuff. He said, I'm going to go... Deathcon 3 against the Jews. And so he was kicked off for that, but I believe he's good friends with Elon Musk and he was put back on uh, about three days later. The other thing he tweeted the other day was that if I could have a dollar for every time someone asked me whether I'd put Trump back on, I could have paid for, you know, Twitter with it. But, uh, you know, I think you will see Trump probably get back on the platform if he wants to because he's got his own one now, Truth Social or something. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I think it's great that you'll be able to get both sides of the debates. And I think there was, I think his name's Tim Paul. He got kicked off because he was, I don't know, putting COVID information out there. But he tweeted one word, ivermectin. And ivermectin was obviously the word that was banned from nearly every site for some reason. And, you know, so a lot of, a lot of the anti-vax people that got banned off Twitter were put back on immediately. So that was that was part of this, making it more f- a free and open platform, which is what he said. He wants to support free speech and people who've been censored by the, the platform and by the, the editors and stuff. Yeah, I, I think he's the way he puts it is it's the global town square where you should be able to de- debate anything. Mm. And, um, and I do feel as though um, it's going to be a lot freer now. Um, that he's got control of it, which I think can only be a good thing. Yeah, and he's not a fan of people working from home. I don't think he's he's ever been a fan of that. Like He likes his own in in Tesla and in SpaceX. He likes people to actually be on the job at the factory rather than doing things um, Mm. remotely from home. He reckons he's putting an end to Twitter's work from home forever policy. And he did this in his first email to staff of the social network that he now owns. And he's also warned the company might not survive the downturn that seems to be affecting, well, lots of businesses in America, but particularly tech businesses, without significant subscription revenue. And this is what we were talking about before, about that $8 a month to get the blue tick. I wonder what the consequences of not having the blue tick are. Does it, I mean, does it really matter if you've got a blue tick? 
Yes and no. Like I, I, I'm just sort of thinking about Instagram. Mm. If you do notice someone commenting or liking a post that has a blue tick, you probably assume that they've got more influence. Mm. Um, usually, I don't know if it's Instagram, you need maybe more than 10,000 followers to get the tick. So in that regard, yes. So at, at the moment, if you saw a blue tick on Twitter, you would assume that they were an influencer or a, um, a journalist. Mm-hmm. Whereas now that that's been democratised, then it, it's probably going to water down that blue tick, mm. which I think Elon will like. You mentioned before off air that you're not going to be able to use a fake name. You, there's a comedian who's a fake Elon Musk, for so example. So there was a, there was several of them as yeah. a protest yeah. that got it. You know, thought mm. they'd t- tweet. And there's been and I've seen on there's a fake Dan Andrews on Twitter, I think as well. You know, and like, and Donald Trump. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, they, I don't know if they change one letter or something, you know, so they're not using exactly the same name or mm. it's the exact name. No, mm. but yeah, he said if it's pure comedy, he'll allow it. But if you're passing yourself off, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. then if you're, you're going to get kicked off. Someone else. Yeah, yeah. You wonder how they can really police that. And the other one is, as you mentioned, the bots, which was one of the reasons why he refused, or he initially refused to pay the money that was being that he'd offered originally, was because he'd become aware of, you know, during the sort of due diligence process, he'd become aware that there were lots and lots of fake accounts that were attached to Twitter, bots mm. that had set up these fake fake Twitter accounts, and so therefore, you know, the amount you pay for a platform like this is kind of assuming you've got real people who can be marketed to, who can be sold to. And obviously bots, you can't. So one of his things that he's, he's interested in doing is reducing the number of bots and, and making sure that it's, it's, it's real, that people are real. And I wonder whether you can use an anonymous name, an anonymous handle, because a lot of people do that with social media. I think media. you can. I think he's mm. still going to allow that. Mm. And you were looking at something before, I don't know if this is it, but mayhem mode, there mm. is a suggestion that you um, might have two versions of Twitter, an absolute free-for-all right. and and another one where... It's more policed or curated yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for swearing and rude, rude remarks ah, and okay. so forth. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Not safe for office kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but which is uh, like for work. you know, I've I've heard these people talking about it quite a bit, and I didn't realise this, but that, like pornography is very big on Twitter, right. and they don't censor it. Right, children, I believe, can access it. Right, so they're they're quite liberal there. But then, when you've got someone saying they don't want to be vaccinated mm. or an alternative vaccine medicine, mm. they, they're getting kicked off. Mm. So. Yeah, there needs to be some rationale. You wonder how it can work because on on one hand he sort of says that he wants it to be the town square of the world, you know, where where people can go and exchange ideas and exchange information and stuff and, and be citizen journalists and all that sort of thing. But he also says at the same time that will respect local laws. And local laws obviously vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. You know, if you go to the Middle East, there's a lot of restrictions and censorship. Yeah, you wonder how uh, he can police that given all these different jurisdictions that apply right around the world. I just think if anyone can, it will be him. He's, he's some type of engineer, isn't he, with what he can do. It's amazing because he, he puts up more information every day about Twitter and and user rates have gone up since he's got it and he seems to have an idea of where he wants it to go for sure. Mm. Interesting with Twitter, remember there was the... Thai football team of boys mm. who were trapped in this cave that flooded in Thailand and Elon Musk got 
his SpaceX guys to make sub- a submarine, which he hand delivered to the rescue site. He was saying, oh, "This is my contribution. I'm trying to help. You know, this is this would be a great way of getting these boys out." In the end, they didn't do it. They didn't. I don't think they used it at all because the spaces were too small to be using in a little submarine or submersible thing that he had he knocked up. But anyway, there was a there was an English one of the cave rescuers was this English guy. I think his name was Vernon Unsworth, who um, Elon Musk made some quite derogatory comments about. And I think he said something like, "He's a pedo." without really knowing very much about him. And I don't think there was any substantiation to that. So Unsworth sued Musk. They went to court over his use of Twitter because I think that Musk didn't appreciate the treatment he got or the, the comments that were made in response to him delivering this submarine, which I think Unsworth may have regarded as just a, a publicity stunt. So this comment was made, which Unsworth reacted to, about him being a, a pedo guy, in inverted commas, they went to court, and basically the finding from the court in America exonerated Elon Musk because it basically said that the platform that essentially anything goes on social media, that you can say what you like. So in other words, the normal defamation rules don't apply on Twitter. Mm. So I wonder whether that actually will be something that will, will, will change with Musk owning it or whether, you know, with you talked about mayhem mode. Mm. Maybe it's just you can say whatever you want with impunity. But there are people who sort of argue that, that defamation rules can protect the wealthy because the wealthy can afford to use the courts to silence critics who may have a valid point to make. Obviously, there's also the need to protect people against just completely unfounded damaging claims yeah I, I have heard well, when i had a defamation lawyer working for me it said it suits two people the extremely wealthy or the people who have nothing at all mm. so uh, that aren't scared of going bankrupt mm. so and the lawyers who act for them yeah mm. yeah so various things will be interesting to see how they change with uh, elon musk now behind the wheel of twitter i think the last time i looked he had over 100 million followers so he himself uh, you know, he's got this amazing mouthpiece, hasn't he? Like, I mean, what a brilliant thing to do. And I mean, uh, because of his high ranking in terms of the number of followers, I think it's well in excess of 100 million followers mm. now. It means that there's the power to, to be able to put out a, a small statement, you know, whatever it is, 140 characters, whatever Well, he's is. changed that too. Well, how so many characters? You, oh, now, now you can do long form on Twitter. So you can do as many as, lo- as you like. Yeah. Right, so there's no number limit. I don't think so. So it doesn't have to be a, a little tweet as mm. such. It can be a... A growl or a bark or a, a well, it can be an essay. Yeah, it can be an essay. Yeah. yeah. So that's another positive change, I reckon. Mm, but it changes the, the the intention in a way of Twitter, which was supposed to be this like short and sharp, very quickly debatable uh, or quickly digestible, and then mm. you respond. So it sort of keeps things punchy and back and forward. Whereas if you've got this sort of long form, nothing against long form. I like long form. But, uh, you know, time and a place in certain contexts like Twitter, it sort of seems to have been good to have short and punchy in a way. And I know that Twitter did double not so long ago. Within the last few years, they doubled, I think, the length of a a Twitter that was allowed. Mm -hmm. I think it went from 140 characters to beyond that, to a bigger number, but still still fairly restricted. Yeah, well, I I did notice as soon as he bought it, he he put up another picture of... um, the dog coin or the the dog Doge coin. Doge coin. Doggy coin. And yeah. That cranked right up again. So yeah, I would be thinking he'll probably do a few of those promotions in the next couple of years. You know, I think if you if you're looking at the stock market, seeing what he promotes will definitely go up. I, w- I would be thinking Twitter would be a 
good investment with him at the helm. He's a very keen flyer. He doesn't like traffic and he flies around in a private you know, Gulfstream jet getting all over America and I think even around the world. But there's a, uh, there's a thing called Elon Jet on Twitter. Elon actually uh, came out and said recently that he was, even though the, the existence of this, which, which shows you what his jet's been doing on a daily basis, you know, he's flying all the time. He uses it like we'd use a car because he's got these multiple businesses, you know, Tesla in California, SpaceX in Texas. He's got to move around a lot. He came out and said, I'm, I, I, you know, as a new owner, here's an example of me not wanting to censor people, even though this poses a security threat to me personally, having information, you know, posted about where I am and where my jet is, where I'm flying to in and out of and what my destinations are, that I'm not going to take it down because I believe in free speech. And, mm. and, and, and uh, that's the platform that he now controls. So, and I think he had threats earlier this year from both the Ukraine and Russia. Yeah, because he was because of Starlink, he was providing he provided uh, Ukraine with. I think it's costing him quite. It's costing him a fair amount, twenty million dollars a month or a year or whatever it is to have those Starlink. Because one of the things that Russia's done was they well, they shut down the internet to make it harder for Ukrainian forces to organise themselves, and so they got mm. Starlink, which is mobile and uses satellite based system yeah but it's costing him a bit of money and um i think he sort of said that he's going to continue doing it for now but it is costing him money well i think he also i think he's been disappointed by how many weapons are going across from america to the ukraine and just thought well if you're paying for all those weapons to go there this you're just going to keep this war going on mm. uh, maybe you should be paying well he, he did he came out controversially didn't he mm. and sort of said you know i think that this is what should be done and it should be there should be a negotiated settlements and there's mm. just no point in just blowing the hell out of out of this country yeah uh, and and wasting all these lives you know come to some agreement and it should be x y and z which it you know wasn't that palatable to uh the ukraine some, yeah to mm. ukraine's i mean they've actually said that they would go back to the negotiating table but they've said they want war reparations which is pretty hard to see russia being prepared to pay mm. uh, and they want um, the Donbass region, which is, you know, also unlikely to to be handed over by Russia, mm-hmm. or, or, or you know, given up by Russia. So yeah, but interesting when he sort of gets involved in politics, he the uh, CIA and the you know the NSA and the big the sort of security side of uh, American government were actually considering you know whether he should be given the sort of clearance that he has given his industries and his business, particularly SpaceX, launching satellites for, for the Defence Department, that sort of stuff, mm. whether he should be given that kind of security clearance after he's made these sort of comments about, about Ukraine and about Russia. Yeah, well, I do think there'll be a lot of pressure. Another thing I noticed he did was he fact-checked Joe Biden as soon as he got in as well because Joe Biden had said certain things about billionaires or something. I don't think the Democrat Party like him being at the helm Mm. it'll be interesting what they what they can try to do to stop him having the influence that that he's having Mm. indeed so there you go elon musk has finally got hold of twitter he's completed this process which took a few months he is now behind the helm and has paid the amount i think that that he'd originally agreed to pay yeah some changes afoot it'll be interesting this is just reading an email that he sent to the team at Twitter 
and he said, sorry, this is my first email to the whole company, but there is no way to sugarcoat the message. Frankly, the economic picture ahead is dire, especially for a company like ours that is so dependent on advertising in a challenging economic climate. Moreover, 70% of our advertising is brand rather than specific performance, which makes us doubly vulnerable. This is why the priority over the past 10 years has been to develop and launch Twitter Blue Verified Subscriptions without significant subscription revenue there is a good chance twitter will not survive the upcoming economic downturn we need roughly half of our revenue to be subscription of course we will still be significantly reliant on advertising so i'm spending time with our sales and partnerships team to ensure that twitter continues to be appealing to advertisers the road ahead is arduous and will require intense work to succeed we're also changing twitter policies such that remote work is no longer allowed unless you have a specific exception Managers will send the exception list to me for review and approval. Starting tomorrow, everyone is required to be in the office for a minimum of 40 hours per week. Obviously, if you're physically unable to travel to an office or have a critical personal obligation, then your absence is understandable. Look forward to working with you to take Twitter to a whole new level. The potentially is truly incredible. Thanks, Elon. That was, mm. his, that was his email to the, uh, the first email he sent to Twitter. So you've got to rock up to 40 hours minimum. Yeah, wow. A speech he gave to one of the employees got leaked that I listened to the other day. Mm. The employee said, no, that's not how we do things. We, we don't come in here. Mm. So you, you just can't do it that way. And he, I think he made a quip like, oh, oh, that's good to know that you won't be here on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, he, he's, uh, I don't know, you don't get to where he's got without being pretty tough and pretty good at getting your own way. Mm. I think it'd be fair to say. All right, Piers Cunningham and Simon Mulvaney with you. Simon's going to have to head off now. I'm going to release him from the studio. He's looking a bit toey. So thanks very much to Simon for coming in. Thank you.